But I mean, maybe Berliners could enjoy this, their city better this summer. If we have no tourism, Berlin is huge. There are so many, many different places to visit. Small churches, small parks, small places. I mean, you could spend your whole summer here in Berlin enjoying your time. Hello, and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. I'm Wouter Bernhardt a tour guide in Berlin, and today I have the honor to present to you our last Berliner for a while to come. But, I mean, we are the contact with the Germans or with the local people. We are the local people ourselves. I speak with Alazni Arteche, a Berliner for 15 years. Alazni studied tourism and was a guide in Bilbao in Spain before moving to Berlin, where she continued showing people around. So on the one hand, we are missing somehow our personal stories, and lives here in the past. But on the other hand, we've got the foreign perspective. We talk about the disadvantage of being unemployed in Berlin. And as we know, Berlin is not München, Berlin is not Stuttgart, Berlin is not the city with the best jobs, let's say. But we start the conversation by talking about what makes Greece such a lovely place to visit and maybe even to guide one day. Here is Alazni Arteche. Well, <laughs> I love Greece. I've been there a couple of times already. Uh, it was about six, seven years ago that we went there for the first time. And I was just enjoying reading about the goddesses and the gods. I mean, I love my job here, you know, but we do tend to talk about very negative things due to the Hebrew history, of course. So we were just traveling around and I was wondering, oh, I could be a guide here too. So I developed some sort of love for Greece and yeah, I find it very nice to read about other things that are, that belong to the past, but don't are not as sad as the things we do have to tell here very often. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, we could just also call it by its name. Many people don't like to just spend their entire time reading about the Nazis, right? I yeah. mean, that's yeah. just uh, yeah. very, very... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's this is how it is. Um, what about uh, you were talking about uh, your mother? Where, where where does she live? They live in the nearby from Bilbao in the northern part of uh, the Basque country in Spain. How how are they holding up? Well, they're holding up well. Uh, I mean, you know, the situation in Spain, especially in the capital, has been a very bad one. The Basque country started quite tough as well. Uh, it's getting better. But as you can, as you will know, yeah, they've been locked down for six weeks already, almost seven, maybe seven. So it's not that nice. And not only the lockdown. When I when I think about it, yeah, what will they do with our elderly people? I mean, they can't stay at home for a whole year. Yeah, and of course, my, you worry about them more. My father, my father takes, let's say, eight pills a day. He's okay. But he had problems with his heart in the past, with his head as well. He's very well now at the moment, for a couple of years already. But he, he takes a lot of pills, you know, so they are perfect candidates, let's say. Let's say for... do, you wor do you worry about them specifically with the virus? Yeah, I do. I do, indeed. We are far away. We don't really know if we, were, we will be able to travel home. Uh, so they are well. But, I mean, you can't leave them be at home for a whole year. Spain is saying they will open the doors for the people again next week. But I mean, yeah, I'm worried. Do you, do you, do you miss being there right now? 
Well, uh, I know even if I was there, I know I wouldn't be seeing my parents. But uh, I, 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 I am somehow worried or concerned. Will we be able to see them again soon? Or even if it's in distance, I guess, if we are allowed to fly away, uh, I will probably go to my brother, first of all, for 15 days, and then maybe go and see them. I mean, this this thing, yeah? Will we be able to see each other again soon? Will it be possible or not? It's not about holiday. It's about your family, you know? So we now think we've got the time. We have no work. So if it was possible, I would go for a month, maybe, yeah, and stay there, not very far away from them. I don't know. What um, what are we gonna do in the future, Lasna? Well, I hope I can guide. Really, I mean, when exactly when I don't really know. But I love my job, and I wouldn't really like to give it up. But I, I guess we still have to wait a couple of months to see how everything develops. I do believe tourism will come back. It might be sooner or later. But I mean, I don't think people will give up traveling. The way they do it, the way we have groups or not, uh, many, many things will have to change for the meantime. But I do believe people will come back. It's, it's all about how long can we survive without doing it. Will you try and look for another job in the meantime or will you just sort of try and maybe focus on improving your skills as a tour guide and then return to it immediately as it comes back? Yeah, as I told you before, I'm sort of an expert in procrastinating, doing other things I don't really have to do, but I, that I would like to do before taking big decisions. Uh, I guess we will have to think about doing something else in the meantime, for sure. I mean, I don't think it'll be that easy. Because uh, everyone working in tourism will have problems. Anyone working in the culture field will have problems. I mean, there will be too many people without job in Berlin. And as we know, Berlin is not München. Berlin is not Stuttgart. Berlin is not the city with the best jobs, let's say. But I do guess we will have to do something else or consider it as well. Because I guess you can do many things in two months. But maybe it's too boring at the end of the time as well. And of course, money, we need the money to leave. Yeah, our jobs our jobs are pretty good. We're pretty good uh, as a tour guide. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to go and find something that is... That's uh, it. I mean, I really, really love my job. And I don't think we've got this, the best position for everything. But it's quite a good job. Mm. What What do you like so much about it? Well, I did it already in Bilbao before coming here, and I did it. I've been done doing it since two twenty ten, for ten years already. I like being with people. I like walking around, and uh, as we talk, as we said before, the history in Berlin is quite hard. I I'm not an educational person. I'm a guide. I'm not a teacher. But I do like having young people, for example, around, um, letting them discuss about what we talk, about what we see. I mean, they learn everything at a school, in a book, or in a couple of books, or documentaries, or whatever. But they are then here in Berlin, where they can really see where it was. And... 
and I don't always work work with young people, but when I do, I like seeing many of them are active and they do take something back home. And yeah, you you said you're you're a guide, not a teacher. What yeah. what is the difference? What is the difference? Yeah, <laughs> good question in some groups, yeah. Well, if I was a teacher, I would be able to say to some of my clients that I really believe they are wrong. And I can say a client I do believe is you are wrong, but if they keep being wrong or having opinions that are quite hard, I'd say, if I was a teacher, I would be able to tell them, well, I don't really think, I, I, I'm not explaining myself properly. <laughs> Sorry. I mean... Uh, you can talk to a pupil, yeah, to a 16-year-old boy. You can say, well, it's quite hard what you're saying. You can't talk about people like this. You can't put them all in the same place. Uh, I can't say this to an adult. Do you think this is this is something in particular to our lives as guides in Berlin? Because I feel we, we talk about 20th century history a lot, you know, which is very recent. People people are still alive that, that went through this. When you were earlier talking about stories from Greece, you know, it's mm -hmm. much nicer to sort of all, oh, yeah. all agree and sort of there's not much <laughs> conflict yeah, <right>. there. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel there is more conflict on your tours with people coming with different opinions here in Berlin? I don't have so many conflicts. I didn't have so, so, so many, and I'd say no big, big conflicts. But of course, because how many people believe in, yeah, well, with their political thoughts, and depending on what you're talking about, on how you talk about it, they might not like something you say, you know? And many people will ask, other people will not ask, but will very soon think, oh, this guy has very clear political ideas or whatever. Yes, I mean, those people believing in the communism, not liking you talking badly about the GDR or whatever. Yeah, I mean, or the other way around. Is. What do you think is, what do you think is the, the job of a tour guide? What, 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 do you, what kind of value do you think we bring um, in the city? What for value? I mean, we are the ones living here, yeah? So it's not only about... The knowledge, history knowledge we have, uh, but also about the day-to-day -day life. Of course, it is very important to tell people when something was built and why it was built, what is the importance about this place, and so on. But I'd say the Spanish-speaking people enjoy a lot that we talk about our life somehow. I don't have to tell about my whole life here. But, I mean, we have the contact with the Germans or with the local people. We are the local people ourselves. So you can always recommend places some people might be interested in and without having to look into a book. I mean, it's much more comfortable to walk around with someone who speaks rather than with the book. Well, I myself, when I go, have no guide, I don't really look at the book because after five minutes, it's too boring for me looking at the book. I mean, tips and about our lives here. I always say we have two positive, positive and negative things. We are not the ones that were born here. So our families are no German families. So on the one hand, we are missing somehow our personal stories and lives here in the past. But on the other hand, we've got the foreign perspective. So even if we didn't leave it, we can have a look at the one side and the other one. We don't have this influence I believe the Germans somehow have. 
That's a very good one. That's a very important one, I think, to remember. What do you, um, now that tourism is sort of on a standstill and people are just staying within their cities, within their countries, what do you think is Berlin missing out on um, apart from a whole lot of money coming in? Mm. With this time, uh, well, I mean, maybe Berliners will have more time to, um, I don't say we're missing, okay, we're missing the work, we're missing the money and the crisis to come will know will be tough. But I mean, maybe Berliners could enjoy this, their city better this summer. If we have no tourism, Berlin is huge. There are so many, many different places to visit. Small churches, small parks, small places. I mean, you could spend your whole summer here in Berlin enjoying your time. So I don't think we're missing, or sure, we're missing many, many things. But we can make the most of our time in this sense and discover your city better. Yeah, I think so. I think what I may be driving at also is um, we we love being tour guides, right? I mean, we love showing people around. Um, we love talking to people and explaining them what Berlin is all about. But we also have to sort of question now that it's not here and maybe it can come back in the future. What is it that tourism brings to a city and how are we a part of um, all these people coming in? If you're saying, oh, um, if the tourists are not here, we can finally enjoy our city. Then the answer could be, oh, maybe tourism mm-hmm. should stay away. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, uh, of course, I like people coming. I am. I also have the opinion that tourism needs some borders. I mean, it, I don't mean open or closed borders. I do believe I live from tourism. I live of tourism, but I do believe uh, Venice is not normal. Uh, I do believe there are many, many cities or many, many places in the world which can't put up with so much tourism. I've got this opinion as well. I don't believe Berlin is the city in this case because it's a huge, huge city and even the city center where we've got a lot of tourism. I think we can live in the city center as well. I don't believe Berlin suffers under this massive tourism as much as Barcelona or does or many other cities. I do believe we should set some borders. It's environmentally not sustainable. I do believe tourism needs borders sometimes. Do do you think that that the tourists themselves bring anything to the cities they visit as well. I mean, obviously they spend money, but like, is there something else to be gained maybe from the exchange of people coming to the city? Mm-hmm. Good question. <laughs> I never thought about it that way, that properly. I guess, I mean, it's this intercultural exchange will always be good. Uh, for them, well, they're here, and for the locals when they are away. I mean, we all have, well, you believe them or not, there are all these stereotypes of every single country. Yeah, the Germans, the ones working, the ones in the south are the lazy ones and and so on. Yeah. Uh, so we are the ones fiesta and siesta and the Germans are the ones working. And once again, with the coronavirus, these stereotypes will be somehow... Uh, deeper so it's it's also a way of exchanging between tourism and us when we are in contact in the cities and try to break up all those stereotypes as well this is no not what i thought about the berliners or not what i thought about the germans no 
So it's something they take back home as well. And when they come here, we talk with other people. So it's a cultural exchange, stereotypes breaking. I don't know. I guess so. Alasna, I want to thank you so much for chatting me to me for for taking the time. Thank you. And um, thank you. Maybe in the future, uh, we'll, we'll we can chat again, like in a couple of months or something, and see w- what we're doing and where we're at, and if we found jobs or there's work again, who knows. Um, but for now, I wish you um, a great day, wonderful day. Yeah, have a nice day, too. too. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so much, and um, yeah, I hope to speak soon. Okay, have a nice day, Vauda. Bye bye. Ciao. Alasni Arteja, everybody. What a lovely conversation. I would like to add that when depicting Greece's history as being conflict-free, I was pushing the comparison a bit too much. Just shows you that I need to travel more and have a good guided tour of Athens, for example. So yeah, Alasni and I spoke about the role of a tour guide. Is he or she an educator or an entertainer? What kind of exchange is brought about doing a tour? What responsibility do you have shaping somebody's experience of a city, a country, or maybe even its people? I've been asking myself these questions a lot recently because I feel that they are at the core of what we do for a living. Now, for the time being, the pandemic has wiped out our livelihoods. And that begs the question, is it important what we do as guides? What do we bring to the table to make this world a better place? If we can figure this out together, if we can find an answer to the question of meaning and value, I think it'll be a whole lot easier to find purpose during this crisis. There'll be a reason to fight for our jobs, to demand help to save our industry, and to prepare ourselves for the future of tourism. Next week, there'll be no new episodes, but when we come back June 1st, it'll be exactly with conversations around these questions, the essence of what a tour guide is and the way we bring our profession forwards. We'll say goodbye to Berlin for a bit and introduce a wide range of amazing guides from all over the world. I'm really excited for what is to come, but for now, we'll take a tiny break and then, as always, we'll speak again, my friends.